Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Great form by you hitting play on this podcast. Now, check out Same Racer, the brand-new racing app for same-race multi-tips. Same Racer. Download from the App Store and Google Play. Powered by Bluebet. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. A Balfour's in one hand and your team colours in the other. Balfour's are for the game. Tomorrow's car is in stock today. Tech driver Hyundai Tucson turbo diesel all-wheel drive. You're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and the Roots. And good afternoon, wherever you're listening, right around South Australia. This is Kimbo and the Roots. So run home with Kimbo and the Roots, brought to you by Balfour's. The Balfour's in one hand and your team's colours in the other. Balfour's are for the game. We're live from SNSA's Studio Lumo. Miles Fitzner filling in for Kim Dillon. And, well, what a pleasure it is to be joined by the man, the myth, the legend. He's just dominated journalism in Adelaide for many, many a year. I speak of the Roots. Party people! Rooch, here he is. Rooch, here he is. Hey. Rooch, shaka-laka, shaka-laka, Hello, Michelangelo. Hi, Miles. Well, there it is. It is official. We have had the first trade in radio. Out, Kim Dillon. In, Miles Fitzner. We're first getting some tra- draft picks <laughs> along the way as well, which we'll use to claim some others along the way as we prepare for a big year in 2023. Welcome aboard, Miles. Well, I think they might have thrown some cash in uh, to get me in on top. Just to, <laughs> <laughs> just I'm pay. glad someone's getting some money. <laughs> yeah, a, uh, It's more like a medi-sub, I think it might be, uh, <laughs> that, rather rather than a trade. So good to be back on with you, though. And I, I'm not live from SNSA's studio, Lumo. You are. Lines is. Ben is. But I'm over in, uh, over in Melbourne and got the late call up. So... But I, I'm more than happy to be here. It's pretty you, exciting times. Could you rush out to Ligon Street? Oh. You'll find some list managers out there having some coffee at the moment, and some of them are just pulling their hair out. And there are deals that we thought last night were on the verge of coming to conclusion that are falling apart all around us. And some of the developments that affect both Adelaide and Port Adelaide are just staggering. We've got the right people coming up to talk about it too. We've got Matt Rendell and Josh Gabalik uh, to discuss that. Matt Rendell after four o'clock, Josh Gabalik after five. But jam-packed show, Hockey Roo Hattie Shan, she's from Narracourt, she's coming on. Ryan Kiddo, uh, of course, is coming on as well. And Paul Bonson to give us an update for the cricket. So there's plenty to discuss, but... It's the thing I love about trade, like trade week and trade radio roach, is the interaction with the listeners. And well, we put it out to you: oh four two seven one five four one double six. We want you to have your say, or give us a call one three hundred seven three six seven three six. All thanks to the Hyundai Tucson Turbo Diesel that's in stock now. Roach, straight off the top, oh, you know what it's like, Miles. You know, yep. in the old days when you used to have those TV serials where it was, join us same bat time, same bat channel. Tomorrow for the next episode. Yes. Well, when we left last night, we thought Isaac Rankin will be a simple deal done some stage today, be locked away tonight. So we're waiting to see what Adelaide puts on the table to get Gold Coast to say, 
Yeah, you've put enough draft picks to satisfy us, not just for this year, but for next year. We're still expecting that one to roll, but we're not sure just how far Adelaide's going to have to go with their draft picks. Well, on that, so are the Suns saying, no, it's just not quite, it's just not quite enough? I don't blame them. I think anyone who's but, in this game is trying to eke out as much as they possibly can. Well, we clear. always said this, though, didn't we? No. When you and I did that week, yeah. we went, this one's going to go to the... This will go to the... Oh, tonight? Oh, they said that might. last it night. Might. It might. It might. We'll stay tuned on it because things do move quickly in this, and it's moved ever so quickly. When last night we left, it was West Coast, North Melbourne, and Port Adelaide locking themselves up in a three-way deal which would send... Junior Rioli to Port Adelaide. It would send Jason Horn Francis to Port Adelaide. It would have the number two draft pick from West Coast fly its way to North Melbourne to satisfy them. And there'd be heaps of draft picks moving all around the place. And then we would be adding up to see who's doing pretty well out of this deal and who isn't. Well, what do you think the Eagles have done today? They've said, we're not satisfied by just giving up two and giving up uh, Willie Rioli or Junior Rioli as he is now for two first-round draft picks. We want... You ready for it? Are you holding yes. your hats? Yeah, I've got it. Dan Houston. They <gasps> want Dan Houston, who signed a five-year contract extension with Port at the start of the year, is seen as very much you know, a long-term play because he does have a five-year contract, but also a long-term part of what their build is towards even their leadership group. So it's pretty clear now. It's If it's to be a three-way deal that involves that number two pick from West Coast... Port's going to have to come up with... We were thinking they had to come up with something significant for North Melbourne. They're having to come up with something significant for West Coast. I, I like it. I like it from West Coast, though. Oh, I, Don't, Isn't it? Like that's, that's rock solid. You know what? No, nah, we'll take a pretty important guy that you just signed to five years, but we want him. It's no surprise, Miles. When you look at West Coast and where they have been for the past two years, the price they paid for Tim Kelly, what it did to their list management, Oof. what it has done to the state of their squad, we can continue to debate whether they held on to some players for far too long. They need to re-inject that whole team with some youth, some talent, some class, some change. It's amazing what what they will ask for. If they're asking for Dan Houston, I'm not sure that plays too well with the Port Adelaide fans. I would imagine there'll be a lot of Port Adelaide fans saying, tell the Eagles they're dreaming and we'll just deal with North Melbourne direct. Uh, well, speaking of Port, have got other decisions to make, right? This one would be this would be a massive coup for Port. It's getting stronger that that Asava Radagalia, oh yeah, may end up at Port now. Lionsy knows how good he is. I know how good he is. Yeah. Uh, after uh, couldn't even make it into the Premiership side, but he'd be unbelievable. Sorts at Port out Adelaide. Fair few needs for Port, doesn't it? In the sense of oh. giving them extra stuff in defence, gives them a backup in a big contested a, mark, a big. As well, so it's interesting how that one's played out all week, where it's clear that Radagalia wants to go to Port Adelaide, and he's telling all clubs that are now ringing him because they're sensing that Geelong does indeed want to do a deal. It's Port Adelaide or nothing. So that's one to watch. And here's the question to throw out, and we'll put it to Matt Randell as well: just what? needs to be put on the table for Port Adelaide to close that deal with Geelong. Tell me, because we're, we're, we're skipping through these. We're going to talk about them as well on the other side of the break. But where's Matt Crouch at? Uh, they're, they're talking that three clubs are interested. He's expected to put in a request. He's well out of favour. I mean, it's been the longest known thing in, in town for a long time. Where, where, if I had to say to you right now, where does he end up? Would you, do, you have a, do you have a guess? But he doesn't stay at Adelaide. If he's got three clubs, and that's what you need, you need a bidding race to actually find out what your worth is. 
But if he's got three clubs, he's got great options. So he he clearly has to walk back into the Adelaide Footy Club and say, well, you don't believe in me. I don't believe that I have a future here. I've got three clubs that do believe in me and do see a future for me. I'm nominating this club. Get on with doing a deal for me. And, it, and the question is, when he has been virtually cast aside by Adelaide, what do they ask for in a trade for it? They won't ask for much. I surely can't. They, they, they can't. They so, can't go, oh, well, you're not like you're not required, you're not good enough. There won't be a lot. It'd be what, end of second round, third rounder at best. Which is a staggering change of what we know of Matt Crouch, who was an All-Australian club champion five years ago to virtually now being the bargain basement deal for Adelaide. He's a, he's a free hit. Who are the three clubs? Do we know? I don't. I don't have a list in front of me as which three clubs they are. I'll see if we can do some digging with our friends because we'd be joined by Josh Gablick as well from the AFL Trade Centre. But we'll get a, put a call through to Melbourne and see who's meeting at those coffee shops at Ligon Street to see just where that one's going. A couple of things. I just want to touch on a few texts. Uh, if you listen to Trade Radio, the Horn Francis trade is miles off. Port will have to give up a player of substance. Well, we've just spoken about uh, getting asked for a lot. G'day, lads. Sorry for the long message. Could you ask Matty's thoughts on a potential 14 mega trade? Ooh. That's a long message from Joey, and we'll get to that when we come back because that is really long. Uh, from Brett, Miles Fitznet, that's like the Jason Horn Francis trade of the SEN radio world. <laughs> what you're saying of what don't train and don't put in. Uh, oh, jeez, oh, I'm not allowed to say that, am I? Uh, um, what about Arthur the other one, Miles? Which one? The... We all remember Josh Dunkley when he wanted to go from the West oh, yes. Bulldogs to Essendon. And he got stuck because the Bulldogs wanted two first-round draft picks from the Bombers and they weren't coming. Well, the Western Bulldogs haven't changed their price with Brisbane. And when you have a look at what Brisbane now has in its asset base with draft picks, they don't have a first-round draft pick this year. They clearly have it for next year. But they currently have 21, 25, 34, 35, 36, which they're loading up for points because they want to do a father-son and an academy pick in this draft. They want to be ready to hold on to some young talent. But now the word is that Josh Dunkley could fall all the way out to a pre-season draft prospect, which would burn the Bulldogs. But would it burn Brisbane if Port Adelaide, which has the pick before Brisbane in the pre-season draft, says, well, we're going to revisit Josh Dunkley? Do they go again? Well, they've got pick eight. No, no, don't look at the national draft. In terms of the pre-season draft, oh, in your pre-se- pre- that's where Josh Dunkley will finish up if there's no trade. And that's where Porter ranked lower than Brisbane at the end of the home and away series, and they will have a pick before Brisbane in the pre-season. Oh, he won't get to Dunk, a player of that quality. Well, he didn't get to Essendon. So is this one going to fall apart as well? And then be, he'd be left hanging again, which oh, would be th- extraordinary. That is one for Matt Randell. I reckon he'd be all over that. Can, can we... Can we get um, – uh, I'll read a couple more. Uh, um, is Dylan sales manager trying to flog Crouch? Oh, I'm, I'm not trying to flog Crouch. Uh, I think Beast Mode should move to the Adelaide Crows and play with his mate Ben Keys. Um, that's Matheson would win the Crows BNF. Um, and a few in there, Arthur from Harnos being pretty funny. Get Jason Horn, Francis and Asaba to leave and leave Rioli in the West. Well, just on that, do you want to get um, a little bit of audio here? This is from Sam Edmund on AFL Trade Radio. This is what him and Bredman Goddard said on what Junior Rioli is worth. West Coast want a decent piece of compensation for their premiership forward. What should it be? 
So maybe it's a would it be a future pick? Could they could they work something there? Port Adelaide have got a lot going on as well. Also, it must be said. Um, but I don't really have an answer for. It. I find him really hard to value. We've thrown him up here um, because I find him a fascinating, uh, and I think it, it will get done. How old is he? Um, he's not an, He's not old. He's twenty seven years so, of age. So he's mid twenties. Okay. So you'd suggest he's he has to play his best foot in the next couple of years. Yeah. Well, this is his last decent yep. contract. You know, whether it's a three or four year deal, I'm not sure at Port Adelaide, but uh, he'll get there. Deal's been struck. Just got well, to answer your question. What's he worth? Yeah, I'm going to say a late second round. Yeah. Like, which is where Port Adelaide could have easily have gone simply with using the Carl Amon uh, compensation pick, which they've traded away and now gone into the 30s. But when it's loaded up with West Coast number two pick to get Jason Horn Francis over the line from North Melbourne, it becomes a much more complicated trade. Now, Damien Barrett this afternoon from our trade studio dropped just what West Coast is really seeking in this trade. Soss and, and those, we, we've learnt this afternoon that uh, the Crow, sorry, the Eagles have uh, have decided to uh, ask Port Adelaide for access to, to Dan Houston. Now, it's come from a bolt from the blue. He was made aware of this in the past 24 hours, and uh, he doesn't want to go, and I don't believe uh, Port Adelaide will be entertaining it, given they re-signed him, Soss, uh, for, for a long-term deal only this calendar year. It's at least four years, maybe even five. So, but that's the sort of negotiation that uh, West Coast uh, officially asked for yesterday, and we have learnt that today and, and, and checked it. But uh, the Port team just does not want to engage. And you don't blame them, do you, Miles? You're not, no. you're not handing over Dan Houston in this trade. Now, does <laughs> Riley Bonner cut it because he's already been told that he doesn't cut it? Trade table. Does Marty Frederick cut it because no? So, does Port Adelaide persist, persist with West Coast? to leave at North Melbourne, or do they now say it's time to break away from this and just look at two deals, one for Junior Rioli, one for Jason Horn Is this is where you're thinking that West Coast have gone so far over that they've made it almost... Well, it's it's the throwaway. We'll give us Houston and you're a chance, but other than that, don't worry about it. Miles, if you Why? and I were at uh, West Coast, we would be saying... We know Port Adelaide's under enormous pressure to get Jason Horn Francis. Enormous yeah. pressure. If we're going to hand over two, which is an enormous, enormous draft pick, uh, we've got the opportunity to make both North Melbourne and Port Adelaide sweat this one to the end where we are the actual winner of this trade. So we know, being... West Coast. I don't blame them for actually trying to do a super deal for themselves. Can, they need to. When you and I did that week together, Kimbo was off swatting himself at the Palazzo Versace, right? Mm-hmm. We had a chat and we thought that... The Crows had to be unbelievably active and make a stance in this trade period. And Port Adelaide looked like the sleepers. Has this gone the other way? Port Adelaide looked like the really big movers and shakers in town. And the Crows, other than Rankin, like what's... Do you know what I mean? The Port have got... They've got options. Things are bouncing off. If they... Radigalia is the big one. A lot of texts coming in about it. If Port get Radigalia, mate, it's massive. I think it's quite the opposite, Miles. I think Adelaide is very much in control of a long-term strategy, of which last year was Jordan Dawson. That's an enormous tick for Adelaide. This year it's Isaac Rankin. That's an enormous tick. Now, whatever they have placed for 2023, whether it was Jason Orr Francis or whether it is a free agent, but you can see they have a long-term strategy and they're ticking each box one by one. 
I see Port Adelaide more as scrambling from plan A to plan B to plan C to plan D. Now, yeah, you're right. They're active. But do, do you really? Like, Radicalia is the, the contested marking tool they want. Willie Rioli's probably going to slide into the small forward role because they haven't got any consistency out of Fantasia. Like, they're not really. The Horn Francis is the one that's thrown the spanner in the works because I don't think they had. Like, they didn't. We, you and I both agreed they didn't have eyes for him. That far out. No, they had Dunkley very much in the frame, and then that one went in a direction which surprised well, do, them. So do you reckon that, that if the Horn Francis falls through, is then Dunkley a chance? Well, if he's going to the pre-season draft... Then, then big time. Huge. Have we put the Crows and Horn Francis to bed? Yeah, I think it's pretty clear. When Horn Francis is saying he's not joining the Crows, and if all the stuff that Adelaide has to do with Isaac Rankin doesn't leave them in the in the frame to be able to do Jason Horn Francis this year. Now, the bigger question there is, how does North Melbourne gamble? Do they then just tell Jason Horn Francis, you're coming back for pre-season training, you're staying here, and then he sits out, you know, 2023 in a North Melbourne jumper, just plays until the end of the year, and does he then reconsider his options at the end yeah, of the year? Yeah, I reckon he'd end up... It- He'd end up playing and loving it oh, under Clarkson and the way they went. Yeah, yeah. We'll see, but... That's if it's under him. Hey, Roach, uh, a lot of people about they want Radagalia before Willie. I think both of them are really good pickups uh, for Port. A lot of people suggesting like four and five-way trades. We've got to jump to a break, though. More on this on the other side. We want your thoughts. And, uh, I mean, their thoughts. Have a look at some of the detail in these messages. Port get pick eight, future fit. Like, they're so, they're so detailed we probably can't read them out on air. But if you can keep them short, sharp and shiny for us, that'd help. Uh, 0427154166. This is a run home brought to you by Balfour's. Miles Fitzner filling in for Kim Dillon and the Roach back in a moment. A Balfour's in one hand and your team colours in the other. Balfour's are for the game. Tomorrow's car is in stock today. Tech driver Hyundai Tucson turbo diesel all-wheel drive. You're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and the Roach. Welcome back. Gone 355. Wherever you're listening, right around South Australia, 0427 154 166. Miles Fitzner, Michelangelo Rucci. The run home brought to you by Balfour's. No matter your club colours, Balfour's are for the game. Rucci, the text machine's gone bananas. A, a few of these are interesting. Um, boys, can Port get Rioli in the preseason draft from Mickle? Yeah, they I can. I don't think so. Yeah, yeah they can. Unless what? West Coast calls him first. They'll call, well, that's the thing. They'd keep him, wouldn't they? Uh, the view in the West is. That no. while West Coast is playing hardball, they don't have a problem with losing him. So, yeah, in theory, yeah, that Port could pick him up, but West Coast does have the earlier pick. A few more. We discussed about if North hold on to Jason Horn Francis. Hi, guys. If Dunkley gets to the preseason draft, watch the Gold Coast or Crow sweep in from Glenn. Uh, Miles, someone asked me for racing tips. I'll get to those in a moment. We'll just, do them on another time. Just go to that. Gold Coast. Will they have salary cap space? Will Adelaide have salary cap space for Josh Dunkley? Uh, yeah, I reckon they. I reckon they would. Well, they're loading up on Rankin. Oh, the Crows have got heaps of room. You think? Yeah, the Crows have got stacks of room. No, well, you'd sure. want to have stacks if you're giving him that. Uh, no, that... my understanding is that the way the reason they front ended that contract was so that they could make the big play next year, not this year. Yeah, but then, well then. No, 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 no. They've got room. My, my uh, understanding was that they've got room. Yeah, um, not so sure what, on that, Miles. What Port player would want to go to West Coast and win a wooden flag? I te- I'm uh, not sure that's 
You watch them bounce back. They won't be bad. Miles and Roots, why Port even bringing West Coast into the deal? Deal exclusively with the Ruse for Horn Francis. Then once that's sorted, then worry about Rioli and the Eagles. Pick eight, let's face it, probably pick six to 10, 2023 future mm. is more than fair. That's from Blake. Um, yeah, it would have seemed simpler to just say they're putting on a second round draft pick for Rioli and just hand up two first round draft picks for Jason Horn Francis and then haggle on. Well, we always said Horn Francis was going to be like North and want they'd want two first, like close enough to two first rounders or a first rounder and a future first rounder. I can understand why North would be eager to get that number two draft pick. They would go then one and two, and once you got those packaged up, they could do all sorts of damage in terms of changing how the draft order goes. So I can understand their attraction to it, but I'm not sure how. Port are going to close both ends of this deal to satisfy North and then satisfy yeah. West Coast when they try to package this all together. Exactly. Uh, I think some of these clubs are asking for Port to throw in some gold steak knives. Um, I understand clubs need to aim high, but they need to be realistic. Well, they don't need to be realistic, Renee. That's the whole point. They don't have to be. Um, Port should offer pick eight and 33 for future future first um, for pick two and Rioli. Pick two to North for Jason Orn Francis. Yeah, Darren, they won't accept. No, I wouldn't. They wouldn't expect no, this short. one. That's short changing. Short. And um, a few other messages coming in there. Roach, I, 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 I want to go back to what we were saying before. Is So are, are we happy with the fact that if the Crows just get Rankin, that's trade period, everything done. All they're doing is bringing in Isaac Rankin. Yeah, Miles, it's not about just looking at one trade period and one draft session. Adelaide has had a very strategic plan about their rebuild. And unless... Well, well the, the time's ticking, Roach. Yeah, but they identified Rankin. They went after him. They blew away Essendon. Yeah, but what, what, what difference does he... Like, we've spoken about this. What difference does Rankin make at the Crows? Oh, he makes a significant difference. He, he, yeah. he completes what is becoming a very, very interesting attack that they have now. Whether he develops into their midfield options... Is but you've got to get, you get, get the ball there, though. Yeah, but Miles, this is not this is not one trade period play. They've already gone in Jordan Dawson last year, Rankin this year. They'll have a strategy for the next three years. This rebuild doesn't happen overnight. If you're oh, thinking that they're getting all the answers in this trade period, you you're over, no. I'm not thinking they're getting all of them. But, but this was this is where we went. Righto, they've they've been ordinary. They've been ordinary enough. They're trying to make a play. They had room. They've gone big with one. But like like what what else what. We need to – what are they doing? We need to know what the – But, Miles, I, I'll re- reinforce this again, and this is where you've got, to re- you've got to understand where they are in terms of salary cap. They're using their salary cap as a power play every year. So they use it this year for Isaac Rankin. They front-end his contract so much that then they have salary cap space next year to do a big deal next year. Then they'll have the CBA kick in with an absolute burst in salary cap space in 2024. They'll go again. Now, their strategy has been... go to So the in draft. four years, they only had four good players? I think you'll find in the next, not the next trade period, but the one after that, is where they will really show you what they can do. Because by then they will have, like Matt Randell told us, they will have greater appeal. So are they going but, step but, by step? But that's two more years. Uh, did you think this rebuild was going to take five minutes? It was never going to take five minutes, Miles. But, but, but all right, so when did it start? Well, it started two years ago. Oh, it, was it... Oh, people say it started at the end of the 2017 grand final. It didn't start then. They still were competing in 18. 
But seriously, this strategy has probably been in place for two years, and it was so. Never do you like? Done. Do you like it? I, I do because I think they have a strategic plan that, of which they're not blinking. They're actually identifying their needs and going after them in a very very logical way. All right. Well, so I'm, it, I'm only asking I'm, the question. I'm not, I'm not expecting them to suddenly go into the trade market and suddenly buy six players. That's that's not the way they're going to go about this strategic plan oh, to rebuild. I'm not saying six, but I'm, I'm like the, the the chat was that the chat was they're going to make a stand, and they obviously had some off-field dramas, and a few people in football departments and recruiting departments need to show that. I mean, for me, if you just go in one period and go and get a guy that kicked how many goals last year? Thirty. Oh, I know he? he's a talent, Isaac Rankin. That's a that's a thirty big goals gap. last year, and you go, yep, shut that's up a, shop. That's a big gap. That's a big. Big gain for Adelaide. Yeah, oh, oh, look. All right, anyway, they've, put, they've put all their chips in one basket. They're going to get a reward for it, and then we see what they do next year. Yep. Step we'll wait step. and see. Hey, we've got to go to the news desperately. I'm getting messages from Benny and yep. Lindsay. Uh, on the other side Matt of this, Rendell. Matt Rendell. Yeah, we'll get to him and we'll ask him. Back in a moment. Welcome back. Thanks to the newsroom for that. few people off the text. Obviously, Crow supporters, Rucho, oh, they're not too happy. <laughs> they're not too happy. Shout out to a few of them there. They're all asking for mega trades or asking for uh, for me to not worry about football. But anyway, I just don't think it's enough for mine. Time well, will tell. Let's go the man who has done the main many, man. many deals. Matt he Rendell. has. Hello, Matty. Uh, good afternoon, fellas. Is that you, Magic Man? <laughs> <laughs> it is. It is. Uh, look, I'm copping a bit of heat. I'm copping. I'm copping a bit of heat here, Maddie, because I've, I've just asked. Put it to Roach, and we're going to get to Horn Francis, Houston, and uh, a late play maybe by the Crows for Josh Dunkley. But do you think the Crows are doing enough this draft, this uh, trade period? Yeah, they just need to get the ranking deal done. That's all they need to do. They don't That's need to do it. Else. They don't. They don't want for anything else. They've got uh, midfield midfield stacked. They've got kids. Uh, ready to go, they get Sloan back, they get Rankin in. Um, the only the only place they're vulnerable is is as a key back. Um, now possibly Himmelberg could fill that role, but that is the only possible um, uh, chink in their armour at the moment. If they lost one of those two blokes, who have had two really good years. Butts and Murray, uh, they're a little bit vulnerable back there. So Matt, could they be tempted? to be a player, particularly when we've got live trading for draft picks. Can you see Adelaide becoming a major player in that market? Uh, a player for well, all of a sudden draft picks? Yeah. yeah Can uh, something late happen for them? Well, possibly, but they're just... It it would be more around someone ringing them and saying, uh, look, I wouldn't mind doing this swap with you because yeah. they need something. It would be more around that. I don't think they need to do this Take your picks, uh, take your players um, in the draft. They, they've already set up this beautifully over the last two or three years. Yeah, I agree. Um, just patience required. I know Cornsey thinks they're uh, beige, uh, but I don't agree with that. Yeah. Um, so, I, you know, the way they play their footy and all that, Rankin gives them some real class through the middle mm. and forward. Um, there's a lot to like about them. You know, we haven't even seen Cook Peddler much at all, yeah. um, you know, saw a little bit of Worrell. Yeah, I, I think they've, they've done this little, uh, well, it's not a little, it's a big rebuild. Yeah, I, I think they've done it done it very well. And they've brought in, and more importantly, they've, they've got South Australians in mm. there. So they're not going anywhere. Yeah. Uh, obviously, uh, Mackenzie 
is a bit of an issue. Um, and and they'd love to sign up uh, Rochelle for another mm. three or four years because the clubs in Victoria will come for him hard. Now, Matt, when we left last night, it was emerging that West Coast, North Melbourne and Port Adelaide were just all going to get in a room and sort out their draft picks. Junior Rioli, Jason Horn francis Yep. Now, West Coast yep. has turned it all upside down by saying they want Dan Houston. Are they dreaming? Yep. Is he, he's obviously still contracted for five how long? Five years to go. Five years? Five years. Oh he God. signed a five-year deal in March, Matt. Oh, okay. So, look, well, you can ask for him, but I don't think Dan would want to go. Well, why no, would he Dan doesn't. want to go there? Well, that's the end of that. So you is know, Port Adelaide better off now saying, is, we're not going to tie this available? up? Oh, Bonner's available, but I'm not sure he wants to go there either. Um. I'm really surprised they didn't ask for Georgie Artis. Why did they not ask for him? He was the one. Well, maybe well, well, that, that just baffles me. He, is he the only WA kid on their list? No, there's other the West moment? Australians. Like there's even Bryn Teekle's a West Australian, but Bryn Teekle, yeah, they, um, they probably the don't. Yeah. Well, they could use him, but um, yeah, I'm really surprised that they've gone Houston and not and not to Georgie Artis mm. with where they're with our darling thirty plus. Oscar Allen comes back, you know, but key, key forwards they need. Uh, it's it's um, a bit of a surprise, but, you know, this deal's real, uh, but it might end up being, it might end up being some draft picks to um, to West Coast, mm. uh, future draft picks it might be, to get this deal done. Matt, what about uh, the Josh Dunkley one at the moment? Um, is there a chance that there might be a late play from the Crows now that Talks is sort of sort of dying a fraction in regards to well, Brisbane? Do they let him walk? He's out, of, he's out of contract and he'll go where he wants to go. But uh, it's interesting what they've done here, Brisbane. Look, Tom Ambrosia, the list manager there, he's very good at his craft at this. Uh, he'll tell you he's very good at his craft at it too as well. He's a bit like you, Magic Man. Um, You've got to get him on the board. You've got to get him on the board, Matty. <laughs> yeah. I'm staggered um, in this, Matt, because Josh Dunkley got burnt 15, once yeah. before when he wanted to go yeah. to Essendon. Surely when he chose Brisbane, he had a plan put in front of him. This is how we're going to get oh, he you. Would've. So why he isn't it folding this way? Well, I'm not sure. That, so they've traded all those picks. They've traded at the 15. Now, they got the McStay a conversation pick yeah. in, which means they have to trade for Gunston. So, look, I'm assuming it's a... I'm, probably Brisbane want to give a future third because of age, but yeah. uh, Hawthorne will want future second. Uh, but they don't might need their futures. Future first has got to go for Dunkley. Their, their points at the moment sort of add up to what the two kids are going to take in the draft. Yeah. So... Um, they might have some players going out. Now, I think Matheson will get on the move, but I'm not sure he's got heaps of currency. Um, Barry's gone. Talk that Devin Robinson may be um, keen to get back to WA too. Now, if he decides to go back to uh, West Coast, he has got currency. And that, that, if that happens, that, that deal will be... That, whatever that deal is will be enough with their first round next year to get Dunkley but it, done. But if Dunkley goes to the pre-season draft, Port mm-hmm. Adelaide and the Bulldogs pick before Brisbane. Absolutely. They take him, yeah. Or you're crazy if you, if you don't. That's a so, staggering turn I, on Dunkley. Because I, I would have really thought he would have had a cast-iron guarantee Brisbane could do the deal. 
Yeah, I, I would be... I, I think you'll find that they probably have. It's just that we can't see it yet. Mm. Uh, it's really hard to see. Mm. Um, but but Dom really loses a man. Okay. He, he's, he pours over those points and, um, and swaps, so... Um, I'd be surprised if he hasn't got something up his sleeve. Okay. Uh, Matty, we've only got about 30 seconds here, but have you dusted off uh, Taylor Adams, just giving you a little clip on social media, how you, you mentioned that Grundy's no leader? Yeah, well, um, you've got to listen to Clark uh, Radio when I come on and fight for a reply. Oh, righty <laughs> we'll, we'll be ready. Hey, Matty, appreciate you jumping on, mate. I know it's busy time for you, but, geez, I'll be tuning into that. Don't worry about that. <laughs> Thank you, fellas. See you. Matt, Matty Rendell there. Hey, Roach, surprise, surprise. I've got a few Crow supporters that agree with me. Totally agree with you. Teams like Collingwood and Sydney take multiple players. Our on-ballers and Ruck are all B-graders from Steve. Other few people telling me to go to a few other stations. Obviously, yeah, they're Crows. Collingwood is in a different phase to what Adelaide is. What, what, last year, they weren't, Roach. Last, what are you talking about? Well, last played, year, they, they finished 17th, mate. top four side at the moment. They finished 17th last well, year, Roach. that might have been a reflection not on the players, but someone else. They finished 17th the, the year before, mate. You, you've, you, don't go, old, you don't go from bottom four to top four if you haven't got talent. I, I Rankin, I, in, in my opinion, I'm going to get killed for this, but Rankin doesn't take you up the ladder. Yeah, Simple as that. I, just like Matt Randell said, this is a strategic plan that Adelaide has. They've done Hately. Well, they'd want to get it right because it's been a long Rankin. time since they've won a flag. Well, a long time. I agree. And they'd want it, if they're going to spend five years rebuilding when they got burnt last time, they'd want to get it right if it's going to take this long. Well, we'll see. The proof will be in the results we get in probably two years' time. What happens if they go backwards this year, if they win a wooden spoon? What happens if they win uh, a wooden spoon this year? Yeah, well, then we'll ask a lot of questions, but I wouldn't imagine they're going backwards. All right, you better pencil me in for this show next year. Let's go to yeah. a break. Uh, next year, this time next year. Let's go to a break. <laughs> and when we're on the other side, we're going to come back with Hattie Shan, hockey route from Narracourt. She's a star, and we do it all thanks to uh, CMC Markets. Visit cmcmarkets.com. And our trade radio update is all for CMC. The run home brought to you by Balfour's No matter your club colours, Balfour's are for the game. A Balfour's in one hand and your team colours in the other. Balfour's are for the game. Tomorrow's car is in stock today. Tech driver Hyundai Tucson turbo diesel all-wheel drive. You're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and The Roots. Welcome back to The Run Home with Kimbo and The Roots. Thanks to the Hyundai Tucson turbo diesel. It's in stock now. Uh, Just... Change of gear here for a moment, Roach. And going back, uh, going back to the motherland, the southeast of South Australia. They know how to breed oh, them down yes, there, Roach. Yes. They know how to breed them down there in Narracourt and not far up the road from many a footballer, including Darcy Fogarty at Lucendale. I speak of hockey roo Hattie Shan. She's from Narracourt, the star from down there. Hello, Hattie. Hello, how are you going? Very well. Hattie, uh, Stewie Shan wouldn't happen to be your old man, is he? <laughs> Hello, now we're doing <laughs> the phone book, are we? Me, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, did you play at Green Bottles down there in Narracourt too? Was that where, you, where it all kicked off for you before uh, on your path to becoming a hockey roo? It sure did, yep. Back in the day, playing for the Green Bottles on the grass with um, Craig Hull as the head coach. You know, he tells me, he taught me everything I know. Yeah, well, Holy is a bit like that. Uh, Hattie, let's talk about the hockey ruse. You're in Perth. Uh, you're in Perth. Things are going well. Um, and on Saturday night, it's Adelaide Fire's first home match of the season. They take on the Tassie Tigers from 7pm at Mate Stadium at Jeps Cross. We've got hockey going everywhere. Just tell us about what's happening at the moment and sort of where the season's at. 
Yeah, so the season's just kicked off um, last week with our first game here in Perth against the Perth Thunder Sticks. Um, but yeah, it's a really exciting new brand of hockey that um, Hockey Australia is putting out there. So it's a um, seven rounds against each state uh, franchise um, that's sponsored by the Sultana brand um, hockey season. And yeah, it's really exciting. It's um, got new rules. So it's a conversion rule. So every field goal, um, you get a one-on-one, which makes it really exciting for viewers. And you play a home and away series a little bit like um, Big Bash. So you travel interstate each week. Um, and yeah, it's really exciting and it showcases the best of the best. So there's hockey rooms and kookaburras um, playing each weekend. And you can also watch it on KO. So it's really exciting and it's a big push for hockey. Mm, Hattie, there was a, a great opening for this in 2019. And then like happened in so many places, sport, not to mention life, all just was turned upside down by the COVID pandemic. So we've had to wait for a long time to get Hockey One back onto the turf. What about playing in front of fans again? How much does that in, just inspire you at the moment? Oh, it's great. It's honestly like half the reason a lot of us play is for the fans and for the spectators. And it's really exciting to have them um, watching us again. And especially these home games for the Adelaide Fire. It's great to come back and be playing in front of yeah family, friends, people that I grew up with, people that I played alongside for a lot of years. So it definitely changes the game and... Yeah, it's just great for the sport all round. Hattie, speaking of growing up, Narracourt obviously put in the new water-based pitch there a little while ago. Have you got a few others that sort of went through the ranks with you that that have sort of ended up um, sort of in your teams or your state teams on the way through? Yeah, definitely. Um, a big name is uh, Lockie Buzzico, I'm sure you've heard of. Um, he, yeah. yeah, is a Lankoot boy as well. Um, and, yeah, we grew up through the, through the junior ranks, um, played against each other all the way and then um, went to Sassy together and he also has relocated to Perth, which is exciting. And he's actually over in Belgium playing a season. So that's exciting. Um, but yeah, a lot of lot of familiar faces and young ones coming up through How from Narracourt playing in Mount Gambia. Yeah. How do you, we talk about all the new rules that get put through in Hockey One. Is there one that has really excited you as to just making the game not only better to play, but better to watch? Definitely the conversion rule. So, um, yeah, that makes it a lot tighter for the, the states that aren't as strong. Um, and so you can gain two points instead of one just mm. from a field goal conversion. So that makes it much more exciting. Is the money coming back into it, Hattie? It's starting to take off a bit more, bigger crowds. Is it starting to become a bit more professional than it was in years gone by? Um, it's definitely heading that way, but we've got... Um, a lot of ground to make up, I think, to be on par with other sports. But it's definitely heading that way, and it definitely helps when you get more of a crowd coming down, and that filters the money in that way. So well, as, as long as we can get a lot of people down to support us, it, it will help. So, Hattie, we see the calendar's got India touring early next year. What's in between with the Hockey Roos and your trading program? Yeah, so that's very exciting um, for Adelaide and for the hockey community. Um, in between, we do have Pro League, which is, um, quite similar to Hockey One, but on an international stage. So we'll be playing down in Tasmania and in Newcastle um, against Argentina and America. Um, and that's all in the like, build-up for Tokyo. Mm. I mean, for Paris, sorry, Paris, in the, yeah, the next Olympics. Hattie, uh, you're a star. You're from the southeast, so beat them tough down there. Say good day to the old man for us, but we're going to be tuning in on KO. We can get tickets through Ticketek. Appreciate you jumping on. Go well, and uh, make sure you stay nice and fit. 
No worries. Thank you. Hopefully see you there. Yes, Hattie Shed. No, Mate, Miles, it's going to be star. good after everyone's been sort of starved of seeing not only just domestic hockey, but international. We've got the men playing, the Kookaburras will be playing India as well in Adelaide in the next two months. So COVID did some damage. It did a lot of damage across many areas of sport, but we're slowly getting back to seeing live sport with fans in attendance. We're getting back to normality, Miles. We are, and it's good to see hockey taking off a bit too. Those those athletes, uh, they're amongst the fittest athletes True. of any sport in the world, uh, hockey players, and... and it, uh, it needs to sort of get a little bit more attention than it does. Quick break. We're going to come back on the other side of this, all thanks to the Hyundai, Hyundai Tucson Turbo Diesel in stock now. A Balfour's in one hand and your team colours in the other. Balfour's are for the game. Tomorrow's car is in stock today. Tech driver Hyundai Tucson Turbo Diesel all-wheel drive. You're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and the Roots. Welcome back. Just gone 4.29. Don't have long here, Roach, before the news. Uh, you can send us a text and we're live from SNSA Studio Lumo, 0427 Justin Reid, captain of the Titanic. Someone said, oh, Miles, I, I agree with you. Crows list rebuilds delusional. Go through their best six under 25. Um, Rankin's a talent but won't bring him up the ladder. Someone said, Ego, you're wrong. Um, a few people, it's mixed. It's well, one of the big news items of the day is at a time when we're noting that the Crows are going after South Australian talent to bring them home, it's been Haightley, Dawson, Rankin in the past three trade periods. The one that is very much spoken about among Crows fans is Will Gould, the former South Australian under-18 captain. Now, he's just signed a one-year contract extension with Sydney. Will he be a target of the Crows list management team at the end of next year? They, I need, think he... they need someone in defence. He's a hard-running key defender. Does he fit the target space of what we will see what Adelaide is all about next year? We, uh, As we know, SE and Track have a bit of an association with Tom Papley, and I asked Tom Papley about Will Gould, uh, and they like him. They like him a lot. He's one of Horse's favourites, but he... He can't get in to that side. And so. look, it took Dylan Stevens a fair while too as an SA boy. And But their culture there, it's a bit Geelong-like. That Not many want to leave the Swannies. Not many like leaving um, Sydney. And coming out of a grand final side, it'd take a hell of a lot to get Will Gould out. Let's surely. see what happens next year if Adelaide makes a big play on Will Gould. Hey, we want to hear from you, 0427 154 166. We're going to go to the newsroom. On the other side of this, we are going to have a chat to Ryan Kiddo, the Adelaide yes. United defender, Paul Bonson to come, and we've got some callers. I think Annie Cyril Hamish, you've got a few others. They might be coming up a bit later in the show. We'll go to the newsroom. Back in a moment. A Balfour's in one hand and your team colours in the other. Balfour's are for the game. Tomorrow's car is in stock today. Tech driver Hyundai Tucson turbo diesel all-wheel drive. You're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and the Roots. Welcome back. 4.35 on Thursday afternoon, trade week. Miles Fitz and the Michelangelo Rucci, all thanks to Balfour's, of course. A run home brought to you by Balfour's. No matter your club colours, Balfour's are for the game. Hey, Rooch, another change, another change of sport before yes. we go back to it. Another yes. change of sport, but we love, we love this. It's the world game. The world game. Adelaide United defender Ryan Kiddo, who joins us on the line as they're about to kickstart their A-League men's season on Sunday afternoon. Hello, Ryan. How you going, guys? Very, very well. Are Rooch, you ready, Ryan? Absolutely, absolutely. 13, 14-week preseason, so 
Um, the boys are raring to go. Um, this is what we've been building for. And <laughs> obviously, we've got a bit of unfinished business in the last year, falling just short. So yeah. they're all very hungry and excited for the season to start. Have you got a very sturdy suitcase? A very sturdy suitcase? Well, you're going to be on the road for a fair bit of the opening. <laughs> yeah, that's very true. That's very true. But the boys like getting on the road. We have good uh, good morale with the team, good chemistry. So we're excited for the first, uh, first month. And then obviously... Mm. Very excited to get home into the new upgraded stadium at Coopers and so, hopefully start so, the season well and then be home with our fans. So, Ryan, let's do your travel schedule. So it's New Zealand this week, Wellington Phoenix. Then? Yep. Uh, then we've got two trips to Sydney, I believe. I'm just focusing one week on the time, but I think off the top of my head it's McCarthy <laughs> and then Sydney. Well, make sure you so, take an umbrella to Sydney. Yeah, <laughs> yeah absolutely. So, so you're but, okay? No, so you're okay with that, Sorry. just having a long stint on the road? Yeah, no, nah, it's all good. Um, we'll obviously come home in between and train and be home with our families and then head off on the weekend and um, straight to business. So it's good because, like I said, all our boys get along really well. And we sort of knew that's how the season was going to start for us with the stadium mm. upgrades. And, um, yeah, we're ready and prepared for it. Ryan, how's it been with the short turnaround? I mean, it, it wasn't that long ago. Yeah, yeah. It, it feels like a long time ago. <laughs> so um, um, I think when you fall short and you know, just miss out in the semi-final, you you sort of you just want to play next week and put it right, but you can't. So it's actually been a long pre-season, but a very enjoyable one. Yes, we've worked hard, but we've looked to implement a couple of new things. And um, yeah, I think it's going to be quite exciting this year. And like I said, we're all raring to go. Speaking of new things, can you give us an insight into a couple of players we need to keep an eye on that have come into the squad or been promoted into the senior team? Because there looks to be a host of changes that have gone in and out of the side. Yeah, there's always changes. Um, I think a, a big one for us coming back into the squad is Ben Halloran. Um, obviously, we're familiar with Ben and we know the quality that he brings. He's played a World Cup score, he's played overseas and to have him back home in red is, is going to be massive for us. And we've also been lucky to acquire a few boys from Sydney and Benny Warland, obviously another Adelaide boy from Gawler and Harry Vandersaar who's come over as well and he's looked fantastic and all three of them have, fit, fit, had fitted, have fitted in seamlessly and um, yeah, they're ready to go and I'm excited to see what they bring to us. So Ryan, you talked about unfinished business. Talk about the motivation the squad has at the moment, even though there are new players who don't have the history of what happened last season but what is motivating you? Yeah, absolutely that. I mean, uh, I think I've been at the club for seven years now and, yeah, we've had some success in the Cup, but I've fallen short three times in the in the semi-final or preliminary final, whatever you want to call it. So that hunger is definitely there and we want to go that one step further and, uh, and make the grand final and go on and win it because um, we have that belief in our squad. Although we have had a few changes, we have managed to keep the majority of the core in comparison yeah. to a lot of the other teams. So... I think we're just um, adding a little bit, a few touches, rather than trying to change anything too, too dramatic. We think we're on the same, on the right path, and now it's just about us going and doing it. And everything's been difficult in the past two years in terms of what COVID did and the protocols and so forth. Is, is everything back in the A League to what you knew before COVID? Where are you on testing and all that sort of stuff at the moment? Yeah, it is. It relatively is um, quite similar, I guess. Pre-COVID, obviously, the only difference is. We're probably guilty of in the past. If you do have a, a cold symptom, you probably still go to training and, and do train, whereas there's no risk taken now. Right. You're yeah. kept away from the group and you're tested to make sure you don't have COVID and, mm. and then treated accordingly. But I suppose that's probably the only difference. It's just um, a no-risk policy.
No, it's good news that we're getting back to some sort of normality, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. I think for everybody, uh, I think everyone just wants to move forward now and, yep. and, and get back to as much pre-COVID as we possibly can. Oh, well, we're looking forward to seeing you in a month's time at Cooper Stadium. Yeah, looking forward to it too. It'd be great. Go get a few W's. Ryan Kiddo there, thanks to, uh, well, Balfour's, of course. He's the Adelaide United defender. He's an absolute star, Ryan. And always love chatting to him. There's always a few changes in the United side, isn't there? Like, when they make list changes, they're, they're big, aren't they? Like, they'll be like five in, five out. Well, it's the world game. You're going to have the young talent being drawn elsewhere, and then they're scouring the world to bring in their own new talent to keep us... Yeah, you know, well motivated to keep going to Highmarsh Stadium or Cooper Stadium to see just what Adelaide United can deliver this season. Yeah, hopefully new faces, they can. New hope. Yeah, hopefully they can just go a little bit deeper. Uh, on the other side of this route, we're going to chat to Paul Bonzo. He's going to give us an update from Karen Rolton Oval for the first Shield game this season. We're going to jump to a break on the run home. Miles Fitz and the Michelangelo route, and you can send us a text on oh four two seven one five four one double six, or give us a call one three hundred seven three six seven three six, and we'll take some calls after Paul Bonzo right after this. A Balfour's in one hand and your team colours in the other. Balfour's are for the game. Tomorrow's car is in stock today. Tech driver Hyundai Tucson turbo diesel all-wheel drive. You're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and the Woods. Welcome back. This is a run home. Kim on the Rooch, Miles Fitzner filling in for Kim Dillon. All thanks to Balfour's. And we're live from Studio SA's Studio Lumo. Michelangelo, when we start talking to this man, it means that the cricket is firing up. He's one of the great callers we've also got here at SEN. He's done a great job with the Sandfall and some of the AFL. His name is Paul Bonzer and he joins us. Hello, superstar. Uh, g'day, boys. How are you going? We're good, good, mate. Paul. South Tell Australia us. won the toss. Sent Victoria yep. in. Now, I can understand it, overcast, all that sort of stuff. Did they make the right call? Look, I think they did. When we got here this morning, the track did look a little bit different to normal. It was a lot darker. Um, we haven't had a lot of sun in Adelaide, as you'd know, in the last mm. week or so. But uh, the ball did move around early, and um, they struck in the very first over. The debutant, well, debutant for South Australia, Harry Conway, yes. who's come over from New South Wales, got Will Pukowski out in the first over without Ooh. scoring. So that was handy. Um and they took four wickets in the first session. So when you win the toss, you put the opposition yeah. in, you get four wickets in the first session. You, Travis Head would have been pretty happy going to lunch. Uh, but there's been some rearguard action from Victoria. Marcus Harris made 85, and Will Sutherland is still there at the moment. He's on 68. So currently the score is 6 for 202. So they're fighting back the Victorians, but South Australia probably still on top at this stage. Have you liked what you've seen from Harry Conway so far? I know they put a lot of time into him in the off-season to sort of add to the likes of McSweeney and a few others. Yeah, he's been good, but probably the, the pick of the bowlers has been Jordan Buckingham. Ah, good old Bucks. Yeah, he has two for, um, and has bowled really well um, and probably might have had another. But that, look, that bowled okay. David Grant has got a couple of weeks. So two for Buckingham, two for Grant. Um, one for Agar and one for Conway. So they've shared them around a little. But um, Will Sutherland's batting beautifully here. Uh, brought up his first, his maiden half, first class half century not that long ago. And he's swinging the willow now as he puts David Grant onto the hill at Karen Rolt Noble. 
Hey, uh, Bond, you're not calling it on KO right now. You can go back and do that in a second. <laughs> hey, uh, buddy, geez, Marcus, geez, Marcus Harris likes uh, batting in Adelaide. They, him and uh, Pekoski obviously famously broke the War Brothers partnership record here a season or so ago. Yeah, he was un- a bit unlucky not to bring up his 100, actually. It, the first over after tea, he got one on the hip and just sort of helped it around the corner and hit it straight down the throat to Wes Agar at fine legs. So... Uh, he was very disappointed when he walked off for 85, but he, he looked the pick of the batters. He looked a class above. Mm. Uh, Bonds, always looking forward to some cricket updates from you. Go call him well, buddy. Thank you, boys. He'd be call- he'd be calling with a great Laurie Colliver out there too, I'd imagine, uh, Roach. Nicely he? placed that, isn't it? Six for 200-odd. Yeah, uh, it's a good start, though. Four in the first session. Yeah, what see. a rear guard. Let's see what happens next. Hey, uh, let's get into some callers. I've been waiting for this too. We've just gone about 4.50. We'll get, uh, I think we've got Hamish on the line to talk about the Adelaide Crows rebuild. Hello, Hamish. G'day, Miles. How are you going? Oh, very well. Uh, what do you um, want to talk about, mate? Uh, mate, I'm, 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 I'm just um, on what you were talking about earlier. I'm with Roach in terms of the rebuild of the Crows. So, you know, we're talking about people, you know, for example, this year coming up, we've got Tex, Fog. Rankin, Saligo, Rochelle, um, McHenry, Murphy. You know, we've brought in Dawson. Um, I just think, um, you know, we're 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 building well. Um, and yeah, you know, I you know I think the Rankin deal is going to be fantastic for us. Well, Rochelle and Saligo are on the way up. Uh, McHenry and Murphy, uh, they're not even going to get any bait to trade them. Uh, I mean, no one would even take yeah, them no, at any sorry. other club. And then Walker's pretty that's old. Fogarty's only come good for, what, a month or two. Yeah. I'm saying, wouldn't so you actually need to probably chase a big on baller to help Keys out? Yeah. Yeah, no, no, I definitely, definitely want that. But who's going to take the, um, who, who will take the number one defender? Tex or Fog? Oh, would it... uh, with Taylor Walker still, surely. Yeah, have to. But then Fogg's going to, you know, kick four, three or three a game. And that's the well, he's not, but we, but that's we only found that out in the last half of the, well, essentially this season. He's, you know, at the start of the season, we were like, well, where is he at? Yeah, and then and then you throw Rankin and Rochelle, you know, there's a bit of form there. There's a bit of but I mean, but talent. that, but that forward line's not, it's still not in the top ten in the comp, is it? No, no, it's not. It's, it's very much, um, yeah, very much a, a build. I just thought um, when you were sort of saying, oh, the rebuild's going a bit slowly and Rich was saying, no, it's actually a matter of, you know, getting down to business each year. Um, yeah, so I don't know. That was my but point. But, geez, one, one so. player, all I'm saying, Hamish, is one player a year, right, to really work with Dawson. Now, yeah. if you go and target one player like Rankin and it doesn't go well, then you're in, you yeah. are in all sorts of trouble. Because you, all yeah, your yeah, eggs yeah. are in one basket. Yeah, no, absolutely, I understand that. I think, um, but yeah, well, yeah, can't argue. If he goes wrong, then yeah, of course that's a, that's the case. Um, but uh, yeah, no, I'm, I'm I'm excited about the um, the possibility of the Ford line working. So yeah, um, I, I, yeah you, no. you make a good point, Hamish. You make a good point. Hey, Roach, we're going to skip over. We'll go to Annie now. Thanks for the call too. Hamish, well done. Uh, let's go to Annie in Adelaide. She wants to talk about Dan Houston. Um, I'll let you handle this, Roach. Oh, Annie. Annie. <laughs> oh, oh, Roach. Shall we tell them they're my... dreaming at West Coast? Oh, I was driving home from work and I nearly had, from the beautiful part of a uh, little town called Tainton, had it 
Penske Wine. Oh, good I spot. Work. Good spot. Oh, yeah. And I tell you what, I nearly went off the road when I heard <laughs> you say that, Roach. Oh, my God. Now, the way I see it is they are seriously clutching at straws to try and make up for the abysmal trade that they did to get Tim Kelly, which cost them an absolute arm and a leg. And Dan Houston is ten times better than Junior. Not that I'm saying I wouldn't love him to be at Port Adelaide because we're in desperate need of a small forward, obviously. But, oh, my God, they need to get off the juice. Well, this is what what we suggest Jason Cripps as list manager at Port Adelaide should say when West Coast rings up and says, can you send us Dan Houston? Tell him he's dreaming. (laughs) 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 Hey, Annie, Annie, do you work out at Henskins, do you? Yes, I do, yes. Did you ever, ever just slid a hill of grace in the back of the car on the way home? Oh, I'd love to, but I'd, I wouldn't. <laughs> there's, there's too many cameras. <laughs> oh, I, bet, I, I bet you Justine wouldn't like it too much either. Hey, appreciate your call, Annie, and uh, Houston, <laughs> no he, won't, he won't be going anywhere. Uh, we've got one more here. We've got Cyril at Kensington Gardens. Wants to talk about the Crows list. Hello, Cyril. Yes, look, Miles, this is always a frustrating time of the year for Crows supporters. Because this is the time of the year when you're supposed to be improving your list. <laughs> Here we there's are. A, there's, there's, there's the usual lack of urgency, right? And, and I know you, and you blokes know, the successful football clubs have the best people. And Sydney, they started their rebuild the same time as we did. Geelong, they have the best recruitment staff and best list management. And Adelaide, unfortunately, we're a long way down the line. And until we, until we make a change, they'll just do the one deal. And unfortunately now, because we've been drafting so badly, and we've got so many misses, that when you try and bring the ex-South Australian lads home, it costs you a lot of money. Yes. You're going to rely on trading them back. Because you've got and no one to trade them for. we've found that now. I know. And... <laughs> This happens every, anyway, Moles. Thanks for look. It's very rare for a person in media to put pressure back on the crow's lack of urgency. Well, I'm more than happy to do it, Cyril. I just think that one player a year is just not going to get you anywhere. No, it's pathetic. And, and, and you've it, drafted. I'm, I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised because we see it every year. Goodness, your very... your thoughts, Roach? No, I, I like with Matt Rendell. They've got a strategic plan. They've worked it. They know that they've got to make very very careful picks in the trade period. They go heavily into the draft and they rebuild this list section by section. Now, there is no, there's no quick fix here. I mean, find me where there is a rebuild that is as quick and then sustained in its success. It's not about that. I think what it's about is too, Cyril hit the nail on the head, is a lot of their draft program, they've drafted players of a similar size, yeah, of a similar ilk, that are fringe-on ballers that. that won't make A-grade midfielders but also don't make A-grade small forwards. So then where that. do they sit? No, but I would have thought their strategy in the past two years has been pretty solid. And the proof of it will be in the next two years if they emerge from a bottom four side to a consistent finalist, and then we'll see just what well, happens next. I, I dare I say it. I'm, I'm, look, I'm only on for one go, so uh, that's okay. Where do you see... If North Melbourne improve under Alistair Clarkson, 
GW Hawthorne are getting better under Sam Mitchell. So you've got West Coast and GWS and the Crows, right? Now, if the West Coast, if Tim Kelly, he was a Brownlow favourite, remember, at some point, he's had a bad year or two, he can turn around and turn it on. Elliot Yo can get fit. Nick Natanui's one of the best ruckmen in the comp. The Crows don't have an Elliot Yo or a Nick Nat. They don't have either of those. Now, the West Coast if, has got a lot of deficiencies as well. But it, their, I know, their but, squad is but in a there real is. Mess. Do you think, really, who, who, what teams are finishing below the Crows in the AFL next year? West Coast. What do? You, yeah, and and what? Maybe maybe GWS. Oh, I'm not convinced North Melbourne rises above Adelaide next year. What with with some of the four bi- biggest precocious talents? Go, they don't like no, Simpkin, no, Davies, no, Uniac. No, I don't see that immediate jump over Adelaide. Next year. So, so you've you've got North Melbourne and West Coast are the only two behind the Crows. Yeah, and I think they're touch and go with Hawthorne as well. Yeah. What now, do you, do you think that's going to cut it this deep into? Because other teams that they're continually you have a look at what team's going to get worse. Yeah, they're, they're, and, I'm, and, and, I'm not. I'm not seeing. I'm not seeing where they're out of the realm of pushing into that bracket between 9 and 12 next year. Adelaide. But you can't do it without on-ballers. And other than, like, you can't do it with with Schonberg. You can't do it with uh, the guy that got 30 for him, that mm. he can't get a game in Matt Crouch. Yep. You've got Rory Laird and Ben Keys. They, they are your absolute A-grade on-ballers. Yeah, well, if they start working Dawson, Rankin into Then you lose rotations. your best defender. And then you lose oh. your best small forward. Well, they're going, to, they're going to be able to put Miller in defence. So things are going to change. It's not, it's not beyond their realm to get to the edge of the top eight next year. They, oh, well, they need it. They need a, they need a bull. They so should have think, thrown the kitchen be, sink at so Dunkley or a horn. For, yeah, they needed an on goal kicking on ball bull. So you they think, don't have one. You think they're going to be closer to eighteen than nine by the end of next year? Ah, oh, 100%. Okay. We'll put that in the vault. We'll see where it is by the end of next season. Oh, 100%. I, I, I just they, – they've got some really good young talent. Saligo, Rochelle, they're going to yep. take time. Fogarty's just come good. I, I think I think there are a few other guys that, that – I mean, Dawson's been recruited the – he was like a leave for Port, really. Dawson was for, for the Crows. Mm. He's been like recruit of the year. Well – the we will put this in the vault. We'll reconvene in October next year and see just who was closer to the mark here. Is it Adelaide going to be near the top eight or near the bottom four? I'd love to get that off the text. 0427 154 Are they closer to finals than they are closer to a wooden spoon? Ooh, it's a big call. See what the response is. Oh, I don't think it's going to be great in my favour to just... <laughs> Maybe just as a just as a thought, Roach. I don't think it is. I, I'm I'm trying to be realistic, right? I mean, Port Port are the ones that can bounce right back up and be top four. They're the ones that can they can respond and respond quickly. Yeah, I'm still ranking Port about sixth, not top four, at their best. No, but if they put it all together, oh, and there's there's a lot of ifs in that because the depth test will be again challenged if they get bad injuries. I mean, where where yep. are they in their ruck stocks? They've just got young ruckmen behind Scott Lyson. Now, Radagalia helps, but... Oh, Radagalia, mate. People saying he's a fringe player at best off the text machine. Yeah. I'm telling you, uh, I, I, he just didn't fit into... He was one of... Uh, he's one of the good players. 
Well, he's time, a really good player. Time for the news, and we'll take all the feedback straight up. I'm still a fool the Holy Welcome back, Kimbo and the Roach. Tomorrow's car in stock today. Tech driver Hyundai Tucson Turbo Diesel, all-wheel drive. We're live from Studio SA's. Studio, Studio SA's. Studio Lumo <laughs> SA. Uh, a lot of the text. Geez, I'm going to read some of those out. They are... Uh, here we go. They're, they're interesting. But let's go to Josh Gabalik for AFL, from AFL Trade Radio. Have a chat about the latest. Hello, Joshy. Hi, Miles. How are you going? Very well. Josh, Josh Dunkley. Is he going Josh to be stuck? Dunkley. Is he going to be stuck in a preseason draft? How does how does this happen after he went through what he did trying to get to Essendon? Oh, look, Michelangelo. I think this is all part of this part of the game. We've, we've still got a week left, so. Yes, it's definitely stalled and there's some frustration yeah. from the Western Bulldogs because they didn't want to lose him as a starting point. They were devastated to lose him and we all heard what Luke Beveridge said at the yeah. Sutton Medal a week ago and the frustration around him, especially seeing him win that best and fairest and then be heading out the door. Um, it's just it's just stagnated a little bit and the dogs are quite dirty yesterday when Brisbane made that trade with Greater Western mm. Sydney and they moved 15, so they moved back to 21 and the dogs wanted 15 as part of this Dunkley trade. So it really has complicated things a little bit. But also Brisbane have got a lot going on in terms of they need to amass points yeah. to be in a position to match bids for Will Ashcroft and Jasper Fletcher, two players that are clearly going to go in the first round. Will Ashcroft essentially at number one. So they've got a fair bit going on. Jack Gunston is still in play. But yeah, this Dunkley deal, it's just reached an impasse as we sit here seven days out. So where can you can you un? pack this as to how Brisbane finds two first-round draft picks to satisfy the Bulldogs. Is is that workable? Are they able to do something else than other than two first-round draft picks? It's going to be difficult. I'm, I mean, I think we might have to see a player involved in some way. And, and Reese Matheson is a name that's been thrown up. That's not going to satisfy Sam The barometer. The barometer. the Bulldogs. Yeah, it's a great name to be involved in terms of this time of year. Um, especially given what Reese did in the back end of the year and the interest in him. But I don't think that's going to be enough. This is going to be one that goes down to the deadline. There's no doubt about it. We, we saw that a few years ago with Dunkley and Essendon. So I, I don't know how they get this done. I think 15 was a real sticking point. So what they did yesterday was a little bit dangerous to this deal. Yeah. I still think he gets there because... I mean, he's nominated this club and, and Port Adelaide were right into him. Port Adelaide were right in a position for him as well before he nominated the Lions. So let's play so, this out. If it, if it got to a pre-season draft, Bulldogs call before Brisbane. Port Adelaide calls before Brisbane. Does something then happen between the trade period and the draft period that Josh Dunkley doesn't finish up at Brisbane? I'd be surprised if he doesn't land there via, by, by the trade period. And if that doesn't happen, I think he'd find his way there in the pre-season draft. We don't usually see them land at a different club that they don't want to get to. So Actually, the Bulldogs would be massively shortchanged then. Yep, yep. No, they're really disappointed with 15, but a lot is still to play out. I know there's a lot of pick swaps being discussed behind the scenes at the moment at a lot of clubs. So a lot of clubs are trying to move up the board this year and even next year. The Gold Coast Suns have got a lot of academy players that they want to get next year. Yeah. So they are trying to accumulate points for next year, but it's a fascinating situation at the moment with Dunkley. It just is not moving as quickly as we wanted it to. Uh, Josh, are you hearing anything in regards to Matt Crouch? Because uh, we're expecting the, the request to go in and three clubs interested. Is there any sort of 
names flicking around about clubs he potentially might end up at? No names at this stage. I've been told there is a little bit of interest in him. It's just hard to get a gauge on on what he's worth from a trade perspective. Obviously, he's also contracted for next year. It's 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 staggering to think what's happened to Matt Crouch when you when you think about how good a player he's been yeah. at Adelaide and, and, and how well he played in the Central this year. I mean, to be dropped three times and to go back and do what he did at that level was incredible. So he's definitely fallen out of Matthew Nixon's plans. You'd love to see him get an opportunity elsewhere because he's far too good a player not to be playing in the AFL. I, I think he's one that we'll, we'll get a better read on him next week. I think once once we get a better read on someone like a Tom Mitchell, we, mm. we need to see some of these, these clubs that are interested in, in inside mids um, and, and if they can feel some need. But he's going to be a f- fascinating point, I think, in those closing hours, in, in the closing days, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, we're going to get a better picture on Matt Crouch. So the expectation is Matt Crouch will tell Adelaide within, well, by the end of the week, which club of the three that are supposedly you know, pursuing him that he wants to have as his new home. Where does he fit in a trade cost to that club to get him out of Adelaide? It's a difficult question to answer right now. It depends on the club. So... I'm not sure. I'm really not sure with Matt Crouch. I find him a really difficult one to get a read on. I feel like it's the same as the Adelaide Crows. I mean, they don't want to lose him, but they don't want to play him. Yeah. So that's the fascination with him. He's only 27. He's got heaps of football left in him. You can understand why he is entertaining a move. I was told that he's really settled in Adelaide, really likes Adelaide as a place mm. to live, doesn't want to move, but wants to play AFL, which you can understand. So... I'm looking forward to finding out more around some of the suitors because I'm sure he fits into a lot of clubs around the competition. It's amazing to think that he can't get a game in that midfield right now, but that's the decision they've made. Second round or third round draft pick? I think he's personally, I think he's worth a second round pick. Late second? Yeah, yeah, and that's what I mean by the club. It all depends on what clubs involved, where they sit in the scheme of things. But as I said, there are a lot of pick swaps being negotiated at the moment. So this one feels like it's going to be done. If it's going to be done, it'd be done quite late. But it's just going to depend on where you sit in the draft order Mm. in terms of what he's worth. Josh, if I had to ask you about uh, a trade or or something that you think is going to happen that'll be the biggest story over the next two or three days... Which one would it be? Is it does it become Horn Francis? Does it become Mitchell? Which one's looking like it's probably going to be the biggest story for Trade Radio in the next two or three days? Well, I definitely think Jason Horn Francis because it's been a huge talking point across the first four days of the trade period. I mean, it was big bombshell report by Cal Toomey at AFL.com.au on Sunday night, and it dominated everything on Monday. We had every list manager, head of football, arrive at, the, at Marvel Stadium on Monday. Everyone apart from Richmond, that is. Blair Hartley didn't speak because he was sick, but we heard from all 17 clubs, and I think almost all 17 clubs were asked about Jason Horn Francis in some way, shape or form. So it was great to hear from Chris Davies. It was great to hear from Brady Rawling to get that insight. This one feels like it's just stalling a little bit like the Dunkley one, but unlike the Dunkley one, there hasn't been as much preparation time. We've known for some time, or the best part of two weeks, that Dunkley wants to go to Brisbane. But this Jason Horn Francis one's come out of... Nowhere a little bit in the extent that it was mooted maybe mid-season, but where it's come from, you know, on the eve of the trade period was a bombshell. But West Coast are definitely in play to, to be involved in a three-way 
trade to sort of get this deal moving. And, and the number one, uh, the number two pick was was a topic of conversation between the clubs yesterday. So this, I think that is still a chance to be involved. The junior Rioli component to this is, is quite interesting because West Coast want more than pick 27, which is what Port Adelaide got as compensation for Carl Amon, which many would think is probably fair for Junior Rioli, given how much footy he's missed and how little footy he's actually played at AFL level for someone his age. So, so many components to this. I think Horn Francis gets done in the end, but Northland would have been adamant all week that if Port Adelaide can't satisfy what they want, they'll hold Horn Francis to his contract next mm. year. He's a contract yeah. player, yeah. obviously. So it's going to be a really interesting one. I think it's a quite quite a difficult one to do, especially if you get another club involved. And the Rioli factor mm. is really intriguing. We, we heard today, Riley Beveridge reported that, that Dan Houston is a name that could be included in this despite signing a really long-term contract this year. So there have been a number of names. Riley Bonner, of course, has been um, out there for the past few days and it's not one that the club's shut down nor has his manager. So... I think players need to be involved, and that's always difficult. It takes time to, to organise these things when you've got another player involved. So you speak of Marvel Stadium on Monday when it all began, the talks between the clubs, and Andrew Mackey, as the list manager at Geelong, was quite firm that Rattagalia was staying at the Cattery. 24 hours later, he was waffling a bit about where Rattagalia was at. Today, Rattagalia is saying he wants to go to Port Adelaide. How does this one play out at the end? It's a good spot, Michelangelo, because... You're right. On Monday, Andrew Mackey was adamant that he was going to remain at the Cattery. He has a contract for next year. And that was the word for the past few weeks. There has been some murmurs around Radicalea. There have been a lot of clubs interested in St Kilda were one of those clubs. They went and got Cordy instead because they couldn't convince yep. Radicalea to come to St Kilda. And he would have been perfect in terms of what they need, in terms of their depth. But now we get to Thursday and there's definitely been a shift change. You can understand from Radicalea's perspective. He only played four games this year. He's only really played as a key forward and a ruckman. And in the second half of the year, they threw him behind the ball at VFL level. So I don't think he wants to play as a key defender from what I've been told. But he, he's shown enough across six seasons now at AFL level that he, he can play senior footy. So to only play four games this year, you can understand why he's exploring his options. But Geelong are pretty keen on, on keeping him because he provides him yeah. a great level of depth because he can play all, all, all facets of the ground. So I, I think this one gets done, but it's it's through gritted teeth that the Cats will let him go. Okay. Josh, appreciate you coming on. Plenty happening. We'll be sure to tune in to AFL Trade Radio, mate. We'll chat again soon. Thanks, Miles. Anytime. Josh Gablick there uh, from AFL.com.au with the Trade Radio. Roots, we put the question out. We put the question out. Do they finish closer to the Crows? Do they finish closer to a spoon or to the finals? And boy, did they come in. Um, Jeff did say, imagine if the Crows get a handful of injuries at the start of the year, like Port copped. Yeah. They're oh, big trouble. Difficult then, yes. Um, Miles, I think Roots is playing a game here with Crows fans, pumping them up so they get ahead of themselves. I don't normally agree with your fits, but I do on this. Uh, who am I? A few others. Uh, um, a few people are chiming in here, so they're all saying, uh, closer to finals, uh, you uh, NOB. Yeah, it's yeah normally with a K that's spelt, but anyway, we'll get them to... Uh, to fix that one up. Crows won't play finals. Crows won't play finals for three years. Uh, Miles Adelaide are going to be better than you think. Um, who do you barrack for? Uh, I'm a Geelong supporter, funnily enough.
Um, <laughs> Congratulations, so, yeah. Miles. Yeah, thanks, mate. Yeah. Uh, uh, just for those who are... That was interesting what Josh had to say about what Rattigalier wants to do with his football. Just as a measure of the tape, this will, this will be interesting for Port fans. Rattigalier is 197 centimetres. Do you want to know the height of the other three major defenders at Port Adelaide? Alia Alia is 196. So he's taller than Alia Alia. Tom Cleary is 193. Trent McKenzie is 191. They do need height at the back, don't they? They do. It's so it, obvious for so he long. Is, he is, if you, your Port fans out there, I'll tell you this right now, as a Geelong supporter, I do not want to lose Asava Radaglia. Mm. He is athletic, yep. unbelievably good in the air. And I, I, his aerial ability, contested aerial ability when he's on, mm. is as good as anyone's. Uh, he can go forward. He can go back. He's versatile. He'd be a very, very good recruit. Very good recruit. Okay. For Port. We'll see how that one plays. In Someone said, I, I just listened to you guys talk about Radagalia and thought, what absolute overstating a play. You're talking about him like he's a champion. Hasn't been able to get a consistent game before his cost. He got injured. Go watch his highlight reel. And he's also in the arguably one of the best lists in the comp. Yeah, no doubt about um, Crows will push for top eight. I can't understand why Port and Roach continually blame their 2022 season on injuries. The last third of the year when their list was 100%, they lost five of eight. And only cheap wins against the Crows and Essendon patched it over from Blake. I'm um, not sure about that, Blake. I don't. I don't think Scott Lysett played in the last third of the year, did he? That's a significant part of it. Someone said, "If Roots is even mildly positive about the Crows, then things are looking up." Said Harry. <laughs> uh, the Crows be closer to the eight than the bottom four. I'll have anything you like with that. Boys, Crows strategy might be okay, but execution very poor. Too many average players diminish your ability to trade. This couldn't be more spot on. Uh, each year, um, each year, one in, but also think about the ones who drop off at the other end. Do the Crows have a do not disturb sign on their door at Metricon? Oh, now, now. Uh, we back after the break? because Yeah, we need to. And all thanks to tomorrow's uh, car is in stock today. Tech Drive, a Hyundai Tucson Turbo Diesel all-wheel drive, and we are in SENSA's Studio Luma. A Balfour's in one hand and your team colours in the other. Balfour's are for the game. Tomorrow's car is in stock today. Tech driver Hyundai Tucson turbo diesel all-wheel drive. You're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and the Roots. Welcome back. 5.22, only a couple of minutes left. Miles Fitzner only filling in for one day for Kim Dillon. So a few of you that have chimed in off the text machine, you've only got one day of it. Uh, Roots, I've enjoyed today. And we've got plenty in store tomorrow, Miles. You may be here again. I'm not sure Kim's doing that well. Well, well so. I'm not. I'm, I'm away, so I'm not. I'm, oh, I, I not? can't help. I can't oh, help you tomorrow. Dear. I cannot help you. Another trade will be in place tomorrow. I, I'm in. I'm in New South Wales tomorrow. Okay. Well, so. just stay tuned because we might need you because Isaac Rankin may be officially a Crows player tomorrow. We're staying, you know, keen on that one. Not sure that Jason Horn Francis is going to be done anytime soon and Junior Rioli. So see how this plays out to the trade deadline on Wednesday next week. So keep your phone on, Miles. We may need you. Yeah, well, I'll be uh, I'll be somewhere north of Goulburn in there. So I might be able to chime in on the phone. Uh, also, a few more off the text to chime in. Kadeen Horsham, appreciate you texting in from the Wimmera Mallee. A uh, few people, yeah, just disagreeing with the. Geez, I can't wait to play this audio. Next year, Roach, this time next year. Linesy will pull it up. Him and I will have a laugh together. 
Like we did this year, so the last game in September. So you've got Adelaide closer <laughs> to the bottom of the ladder than ninth position. I've got well, them closer Hawthorne, to ninth than 18th. Well, the only teams, like Hawthorne will be better than them, Gold Coast will, Port will, St Kilda will, you think Carlton Hawthorne will. Hawthorne will be better than Adelaide? Absolutely. Ooh, okay. Absolutely. We might have, we might have something on that. Absolutely. Mate, they've got their 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 forward, their forward Lewis. He's a star. He's a star. I don't think Adelaide's attack's going to be shabby. Uh, have you got a star? <laughs> I will. I'll back oh, Adelaide to be hey, better than Hawthorne next year. Lucky, lucky, I'm not uh, in Adelaide because I wouldn't make it to the car park tonight. But oh, I've thoroughly enjoyed you've it. Had enough trouble with that. <laughs> uh, Let that uh, one pass. <laughs> hey, thank you, team. Thanks, Thanks so Lars. much. Thanks, Lizzy, Benny. Happy to fill in. Uh, and everyone knows we're all having a bit of a laugh. And look, someone said I'm not going to watch a minute's worth of highlights from two years ago. Oh well, have fun. Good night. Have everyone. a safe Thursday. Good night. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply.